Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is time to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Thank you, Woody. And uh, Ian Cummings, Pro Football Network draft analyst, joins us. Ian, good morning. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Actually gearing up to head out to Indianapolis for the NFL Combine tomorrow. So that's going to be fun. A big event, as always, but a big checkpoint on the path to the NFL draft as well. I'm doing good. It's the grind. We sign up for it, but uh, it's fun. (laughs) Yeah, The league that never sleeps, man, I guess you know that firsthand. Uh, So I got to ask you, man, um, we're a little excited down here. We got a first-round pick for the first time in three years, uh, sitting there at 21. So Right off the bat, because we don't know what's happening with all the free agents on this team and everything else, uh, positions of strength that you've seen so far uh, with, with every, all the work you've done, what, what are the strongest positions in this draft? Yeah, it's, it's fun because the Dolphins have a first-round pick, and I think they have a good opportunity to add a premier position you know, and a good player to premier position at that spot, too. I think some of the stronger positions for me, offensive tackle is definitely at the top. You have seven or eight guys who could field first-round consideration. Cornerback is a big one for me, and with the news about Xavier Howard, I think that's a big development for the Dolphins as well. Wide receiver is a very strong position as well in round one, but you've got depth on day two and even day three as well. So if you're Miami looking for a wide receiver three to add to that offense, that could be an opportunity too. Defensive tackle is pretty strong, but I would say the strongest position groups that you're looking at, offensive tackle, wide receiver, corner, and then I'll throw in the interior offensive line because you've got Jackson Powers Johnson from Oregon who is just a, an immaculate prospect at the center position. Yeah, and you know that center guard combo that he's played and, and can do that when all these teams are looking for, uh, for, for guys that have a little flexibility to them. That's an interesting one. So I want to ask you about, uh, before we get into everything, the quarterback, because the quarterback class is the one that's going to drive the, the sexiness uh, for the, until the draft pops up here. What's your thoughts overall on how good this quarterback class can be, especially in the first and second round? 
Yeah, I think it's a very good class, especially up top. Uh, Drake May and Caleb Williams, for me, are, are some of the highest-rated pro- prospects that I've ever had the pleasure of grading. I've, I've only been doing this full-time for three or four years, but you know, in that sample size, they've really impressed me. I think Drake May gets a little bit slept on because Caleb Williams is such an electric creator, but May has some physical talent, too, and I think he's a very good anticipator. He's my personal QB1 by a hair over Williams, but Williams is also one of my highest-rated prospects in my sample size. Wow. And you've got You've got uh, Jaden Daniels, who won the Heisman, who's very electric as a creator as well. Uh, you've got J.J. McCarthy, who's young, talented. He's a winner. Those things will win over NFL teams. But I think there's enough arm elasticity and athleticism to work with. You've got guys like Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., Spencer Rattler, who are all intriguing veterans with some flaws to iron out, but also with enough talent, I think, to become solid starters. I think there's a little bit of a drop-off after that. You do have some solid backup candidates like Michael Pratt, who probably go early day three. But I do like the depth in the day one and day two ranges. I think you have the, t- the high-end talent, you have the potential starters, and you have guys who could develop into something more. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I got to go back to J.J. McCarthy because when it kind of started during the season, I heard guys going, eh, he's a second-round pick. He can do some nice things. And then some people have him at 15 and then start coming out in 10 and, and maybe top five or six or seven. How, how early do you think J.J. McCarthy from Michigan can go? Yeah, and I think with McCarthy, he's a unique case because there is a little bit of a discrepancy between where he's going to grade for a lot of people and where he's going to go. Because after those top three quarterbacks, you do have some scarcity with guys who are top 15 prospects, right? Like Bo Nix, Penix, Rattler. I'm very intrigued by the ability there, but I'm not sure I would take those guys top 15 first half around round one. So J.J. McCarthy is unique because he's 21 years old. All of those guys are 24, right? So you have that three-year developmental track for him, a lot longer period of time to work with, and he's very talented, right? So the film left questions. I think there were flashes of the operational growth that we wanted to see in 2023. But at the same time, down the stretch, when they were in some major high-leverage games, they didn't really rely on him that much, right? They didn't really ask him to elevate that offense. And that's just as much, you know, an issue of circumstance, right? He didn't really have to because the offensive line was good, the running game was good, the defense was phenomenal. But you do wonder, you know, you're going to have to ask him to elevate an offense at the NFL level. Can he do it? I think at the very least, he's young, he's talented, the flashes are there. And I think, you know, as, as complex as the draft process can be, Looking at those simple conclusions can lead you to, yeah, he's probably going to go higher than we expect. So, so Ian, i got to ask you, just getting back here to South Florida and the Dolphins, um, looks like you expect him to be – and Chris Greer has been very active. Like, he doesn't like to sit on those picks. He gets a little jumpy one way or the other. Do you expect that again this year in the first or second round to, to maybe pick up some more draft picks? Yeah, I think uh, because they have that big gap after the second rounder. And I think this class, there is a strength of this class in the top 75 to 100 range. So if you're the Dolphins, you do have a lot of free agency questions. I think the roster across the board, depth, uh, injury issues, medical concerns long term. You know, I think there is room and an incentive on your part to get more capital to improve that depth. So I look at the 21st overall pick. If there's a really good player that I like there, like a Jackson Powers Johnson is somehow still there, that's tough to pass up. And like you said, a lot depends on free agency. We have a lot of unanswered questions on that front. But I do think there's an opportunity for them at that 21st pick. That could be a window where teams are looking to trade up. And if there's not someone on your value board with that proposition, maybe it's a good spot for the Dolphins to move back a little bit, maneuver, get some more capital, like you said. And in one of my mock drafts, I actually had them trading – back to 29 and trading back up to 25 to get Graham Barton, another versatile interior offensive lineman. So I think this class with the, you know, the complexion of the class after the blue chip range, that top 12 or so, I think it allows for some flexibility. 
So, so Ian, I, I got to ask you, somebody sent in a text earlier and said, well, everybody knows at this draft that the first 10 guys are a lot better and then there's major drop-off from 10 to the end of the first round. Do you agree with that, or do you still see quality into the 20s? I see quality. I think, you know, everything needs to be placed in the context. And I think you look at prospects like, well, first off, the quarterbacks, right, but then Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, the, the top offensive tackles, Joe Alt, Olu Fashanu, Terry and Arnold from Alabama is another one, Brock Bowers. I think there's definitely an influx of blue-chip talent in this class. Last year, I only had three or four blue-chip guys. This year, you've got eight or nine or maybe even upwards of ten, right? So I think – there is a drop-off in the sense that there isn't blue-chip talent after that range, but I still think there is a lot of quality and a lot of guys who are worth the investment if you decide to use that capital on them. I don't think it's a massive drop-off, but it's a big one just because that's the kind of drop-off that a blue-chip talent dictates. Those guys are separated at the top. Um, just uh, talk about one guy, and we have, a, as you know, our high school football down here is phenomenal, but Dallas Turner, who's uh, went uh, first year at American Heritage Plantation and transferred his senior year to St. Thomas Aquinas to be with Jason Taylor. Uh, how good is the pass rusher out of Alabama? Yeah, and I think that's a good name to mention here because the previous question, right, I think he's kind of in that group after the blue chip, right? Like you talk about 10-14, that's probably where I have him. And I think he's kind of represent, rem, representative of there is a blue chip group, but there is still talent worth investing in in that group beyond them because Dallas Turner – uh, to me, has one of the highest ceilings that I've seen at Edge. I think there's still a little bit of work for him to do on the pass rushing operation side, the consistency down to down. But 6'4", I think he upped his weight to 252 this year. We'll see what he weighs in at the combine. I think it'll be big for teams because he's around 240, 250. How big, how mass is he, right? That's going to be big for them. But he's got incredible length. He's got incredible explosiveness and bend and finesse and agility, right? He is the full package. And I think that you can he can win with finesse. He can win with power straight inside your frame. And I think the pursuit speed and range that he has is very impressive, too. So I look at, at the modern NFL where sim pressures are very big, the versatility to drop into the flats and cover, right? That's big, too. But then also having the ability to win under a second or two seconds with that searing explosiveness and bend is very valuable, too. And I think Dallas Turner has the full package. So for me, he's a top 15 guy. Uh, he's a fringe blue chip. He's my personal edge one just because he's so young. The talent is so apparent, and he is trending up. Ian, I want to ask you a question. I, I hit this all the time because I'm so excited. We have a one and a two. And I just think with free agency and money and everything else, the Dolphins really need to find starters. Or if they're not officially starters as in the first play, they're playing a lot of football and offense and defense. Can they, Is there any reason if they stay at 21 and at 55, they can't find two starters? No, I don't think there is a reason I can't. I think there's a lot of depth. Like we said, you know, a lot of the discussion revolves around trying to quantify the ranges in this class, right, and, you know, how much talent there is, starting talent there is. I think situation is just as important, though. Like, you get a guy in the proper situation, and he can thrive. And I think there are a lot of players. I look at the Dolphins, and, you know, every mock draft that I do, you want to make the most of those two picks because you have such a big gap after that. But in the first round, I see whether you're looking for an offensive lineman or a corner, right? I think there's some very good players, especially for Anthony Weaver's new scheme, right? You know, being able to play man in zone, but then in zone, being able to encumber the receiver within his frame, right? Play physical either way. Versatility, I think you got guys like Kool-Aid McKinstry, Kamari Lasser, TJ Tampa. If you want to trade back a little bit, you know, that talent is there. Offensive line is there. And then at 55, right, I think it's very, very exciting because, that's even more dependent on how the board falls, right? You have a lot more variance the farther you go down the board. 
but that can open up some big opportunities for really good players to fall. So it's a little bit harder to project because it gets, you know, that's where you start to branch off the tree of the draft board, so to speak. But I do think whether you're looking for a third wide receiver or an edge rusher, right, or a defensive tackle, uh, free agency will answer those questions. And I think the Dolphins, there is more than enough talent to fill in the gaps in the draft. Yeah, no, that's good to hear. <clears throat> so I got to ask you, on your, you're on your way to the combine. What are you most uh, interested in watching over the next four or five days once they start the workouts? Yeah, uh, shoot, man. It's a good question. I mean, because it's tough to parse it down to one thing. You know, I, I always I like looking at the numbers, but for me personally, and I think the combine is more of a cross-checking exercise, right? Usually you watch the tape. You can gauge more or less how athletic guys are, how explosive they are. I am very interested to get the numbers, particularly in the agility drills. I really like the agility and the explosiveness, right? The 40 is the flashy event, right? But, you know, I want to see that explosiveness and agility in person. And then just looking at position drills, right? I think you have a lot of really big, fluid wide receivers in this class. It's kind of an anomaly because last year, some of the first-round guys, like Zay Flowers, like Josh Downs in day two, size wasn't a big amplifier for the 2023 class, but I think this year, uh, you have a lot of wide receivers who are over six foot, but then also have the explosiveness, the speed, the fluidity to be really good independent separators to the next level. Unfortunately, not going to see Marvin Harrison Jr. moving in that front, uh, but you've got guys like Roma Dunza, you've got Brian Thomas Jr., you've got Keon Coleman, you've got Xavier Worthy, who I'm a big fan of from Texas, uh, Adonai Mitchell, also from Texas. I think the list goes on and on. So the wide receivers and position drills, that's probably the top one for me, uh, but every position group brings something else to watch. Boy, that's a, that's a nice teaser. I know we got a lot of work still ahead before the, the actual draft. But, Ian, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate you coming on this morning. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. Ian Cummings, Pro Football Network draft analyst. Uh, just a teaser, man. Just uh, a little bit of a teaser to see uh, what's going to happen. Got a bunch of UM guys going to be at the Combine. We'll be talking about that and talking to some of those guys next week as well and uh, see what's happened. Pro Day's coming up. From pro days to spring football, man, there's always something going on, man. There's no question about it. And then when they get injured, the question is, where do they go? And I go, well, a lot of those athletes go to Baptist Health, South Florida. A lot of our professional athletes, for sure. And college athletes and high school athletes, too, because Baptist Health, South Florida's got programs for everybody, man. One of the top sports medicine programs in the country. People ask me, where do the pros go? I go, well, enter Miami, the Miami Heat, the Florida Panthers, and the Miami Dolphins, FIU, FAU. A lot of our sporting events down here, like the Miami Open, <clears throat> all trust and use those great doctors of Baptist Health, South Florida. We're talking about some of the top specialists in the industry around the country. They're here for any kind of knee problem, shoulder, foot and ankle, hand, back, hip and knee replacement, and the, the one right now, Popping that Achilles, man, and, and having doctors, not one, but a lot of doctors that know how to, to fix it properly and get you back in record time. That's the goal every day when you go to Baptist Health, South Florida. I got more good news because we got great locations throughout South Florida, convenient for you. Doctors Hospital in Coral Gables, been around a long time. But also uh, now at the training facility for the Miami Dolphins, that's right, Hard Rock Stadium now has Baptist Health, South Florida, and the one that's been around for about a year now, the new facility in 595 and Pine Island Implantation, so convenient for all of Broward County. Just visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Go over there. Hey, friendly doctors, really good at what they do. My man, Dr. Swartzen's up there. I'm going to stop saying his name. I'm, gonna stop, I'm not saying it after today, but uh, he is my buddy. 
Hey, listen, one goal every day is about getting you healthy, playing the sports you love the most. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back and a good morning to everybody. God, what a win last night. I should say gosh. Gosh, what a win last night for uh, the Miami Heat. 121-110 over Sacramento. Um, maybe the most, well... Woody, I don't know that Milwaukee win was was pretty good. And I know Milwaukee was a little down. I won a couple of games here recently, but what they've been able to do shorthanded, no Jimmy, no Tyler, Rozier out, Jovich out last night, Richardson, um, and all they do is win. A huge third quarter opened up a big lead, 36-19 third, and we're up 101-81. to And I know Sacramento played the, the night before. Uh, against the Clippers, but wow, what a what a win for uh, for the Heat! Four straight now, uh, thirty two and twenty five. Finally moved out of the eighth spot, the seventh spot, and now into the sixth spot, and just one game behind the Seventy Sixers. How about that? One game behind the Seventy Sixers, and honestly, just a couple of games behind the Knicks for that four spot. So. Uh, playing great, and whoever plays is playing great. Last night, Jaquez, 26 points. Man, he's just – there's nothing about him that is just a rookie. The way he plays, just under under control, a great feel for the game, inside, outside, just uh, the complete package. What what a nice first-round pick, man. What what an unbelievable – what uh, three or four best rookies – in the NBA right now, and Bam, of course, had 28 and hit some big shots late in the game. Love and Highsmith, 19 and 15 off the bench. DeLon Wright also had 13 points. I know. Are we just going to call him Darrell's little brother? Whatever it was, it was impressive. They're back in action uh, tonight. Spoh's got this thing, he says, man, and he owns it. Uh, wherever you put it around the culture, we have enough to win. Like, hey, uh, Spo, what do you think? You got that game, a couple of tough road games coming up, and you got your guy after that New Orleans game, a bunch of guys got suspended, and uh, he goes, hey, we have enough to win. We can go to Sacramento. We have enough to win, 
We're going to go to Napa for the day, the day before. Have a good time. Pick up some wines. And uh, we'll be back. And we'll, we'll, we'll give you everything we have. And they get a win. Uh, they got back-to-back games now. They're back in action tonight against Portland. Panthers uh, also playing great. I got to tell you, folks, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Once the playoffs start, we got tees. They they did it the the hard way last year. We'll probably never see that again. Two eight seeds make it to the finals, and for the Panthers and the Heat, the fact that it was done anywhere, let alone by two teams in the in the same uh, area, incredible in the same market fantastic what took place and uh, the Panthers right now are playing out of their minds and as good as some of the scoring's been from from some of their top players the D has been even better starting with that goaltending from both guys and some of the other guys that uh, playing in front of them just playing out of their friggin minds two goals what did I say Woody third the last 13 games two goals or less you got a chance to win every night when you give up two goals or less. And one of them was a one nothing loss at the very end of regulation. You can't even make that up. So great, great stuff going on for uh, both our teams to, to keep everybody around. And, of course, there's always football that uh, we've talked about um, and going. And, and it starts uh, Thursday. The guys, will they're doing interviews right now. But players will uh, start working out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in, in different groups, including – Players from all your favorite teams, whether you're a Florida State fan, which, by the way, looks like they've got three or four first-round picks. Uh, some really good – God bless those guys, man. You know, every time somebody has a great season, I'm always interested when somebody goes undefeated or makes it to the Final Four to see how their players are ranked. Florida State's no joke, folks. Florida State is no joke. They got some really, really good football players, and you're going to see it in the upcoming draft – and, uh, and all the rest of them. So uh, the combine kind of kicks everything off to get a lot of work done for, for free agency as well as the draft will start taking place uh, right away with the interview process and, and everything else that, uh, that we have going on. Um, we were just talking, and I know we got a lot of texts coming in. We're going we're gonna to hit some of those before um, we move on here. Brian Geltziler is going to join us about 14 minutes from now. Sirius XM NBA, and we'll talk to him about the league in general and what's going on with the Heat, man, and how far can they go. Because outside of the Boston Celtics, who are out of their minds good right now, 45-12 and 12 on the season, I think all the rest of those teams are really beatable. I think the Cavs, the Bucks, and the Knicks don't scare, don't scare, even if you got to play them starting on the road because they have a better record. None of those teams scare you. There's not one Heat fan that goes, I'm not sure we can beat in a series the Cavs, Bucks, or Knicks. And by the way, I just got to see all those Celtics are having good seasons. I want to see it in the playoffs because I saw a couple of really good players named Tatum and Brown shrink in the playoffs last year against the Heat. You saw it. I know. Was it Tatum sprained his ankle a little bit and limped around? They, they did, but, you know, again, if the Celtics stay healthy – they they're a big problem this year. I think the, I agree. the Drew Holiday addition clearly they yeah, that makes toughness a difference. at that position. Porzingis. Porzingis is really good. Derek White's playing out of his mind. Like they're you know my pick at the moment to win it all. But well, that's that's kind of hard to do considering they have the best record. I can't believe you stepped well, out there. Well, they're, they're my they're my pick at the moment. I well, I've been saying that for a little while now. But thanks for calling me out and picking the favorite. And by, by the way. way. <laughs> 
<laughs> Denver. <laughs> I'll do one better then. I'll just say Denver. <laughs> yeah. Denver's what one game back of uh, a couple of nice stories actually. T Wolves and and Thunder in uh, in the West right now. So we got all that stuff, man. Got a got a lot of a uh, lot of news. So um, everybody always has an opinion on a mock draft and the strength. I guess everybody's starting to everybody's kind of on the same page in the strength of of this draft and tackles, offensive tackles, wide receivers, quarterbacks. Do you agree with uh, with what Ian said about Drake May being his number one? No. Do you think Caleb Williams and me? I mean, I think Caleb Williams is going to go first. I don't know how good he's going to be. I think Caleb Williams goes first. So, so that guy feels like he has bus written all over him, doesn't he? Well, because his team doesn't win enough, they don't play any defense out of USC. I don't know how much you read into that team, um, but he kind of he's a he's a free spirited quarterback. Man, he makes some crazy plays back there. Um, I just be careful with all the Mahomes comparisons. I mean, you keep hearing that stuff when they like... need to stop. And you're right. Why do Why do you take one of the great quarterbacks at age 28 <laughs> that's done more? And and by the way, then he comes out, Caleb Williams comes out and says, I can do a lot of things that Mahomes does. You can't even win at USC. Maybe you, you ought to calm down. <laughs> you ought to calm down a little bit. I don't know. Last time I checked, I saw um, Oregon and Washington playing in the last Pac-12 championship game. I, I didn't see USC anywhere. So, uh, But the quarterback situation – Will will be a fun one to watch. I don't think the Dolphins going to be in the game though. Uh, there's just too many needs. We're going to find out they can't sign some of their top free agents. And by the way, every time, and it started with X Man. X Man's out. You need a cornerback. Uh, if you don't sign a defensive tackle for some reason or tag them coming up here, and Christian Wilkins, you need a defensive tackle. And those priority lists, though, they, they jump up there. Zach Sealer needs a, a sidekick to play with. And then uh, you can just go on and on. Uh, if you lose your center and your right guard, who are both two of the top-rated players in free agency, if if you can't sign both of them, you got a, you got a big hole. That's a big area. I, I'm guessing they're going to sign one of them. I'm guessing either Hunt or Williams gets signed. And that's, you know, that's really up to – what you what what you think? They're both high. They graded out and both missed a lot of games with a hamstring and an ACL. But so uh, it's gonna be interesting. You you got to fill it up as much as you can with free agency, and you're looking for bargains. And you know, you probably, but but one thing about free agency, everybody's got to overpay, right? Till the end, and then the guys are looking for jobs. But there's gonna be a lot of like like our guys. If our defensive tackle goes the open market, there's going to be teams that go after him. And if our guard and center are going to get some offers, they're going to get some offers. 27 and 28 years old. And I'm guessing I'm guessing Van Ginkle's going to have three or four really good offers too. I don't know what that means. Does that mean 9 or $10 million a year? Somebody told me they thought he could get between 8 and $10 million a year. As a as a pass rusher, and they were able to use all those guys together last year when they were they were healthy. Van Ginkle played a lot with Chubb and Jalen Phillips. So, man, they got 
every time you think about all the work here we're, we're looking at with the unknown of, of prices and what offers are out there and trying to get your guy signed and oof, man. Then you just run out of draft picks. You can't fit every area. And let's be honest, we don't hit on every area. Nobody does. But you need to hit on one and two. And by the way, don't saturate it by trying to get too many other picks. And then they become projects. We don't need projects right now. We need dudes that can come in and play. I know you laugh. You can laugh That's all funny. you want. I just friggin' need we like we got to have. We got to no, have. You call, don't trade down. I, I we got to have call I'm out the, the, these guys. Like, hey, we've noticed we haven't gotten a lot out of drafts the last two years, and I know where the picks went. I know. I know where the high picks went. To no, bring, we got fancy a few years ago and traded down and ended up with Jalen Waddle instead of Jamar Chase. But that's okay. And I don't want that to sound like a slight at Jalen Waddle I think he's a very good player. And if that's where you were picking, great. But now we're in a weird spot because it's like, all right, you want to go out and get a big wide receiver. And you're going to what? You're going to waste another first-round pick on a receiver? So, according to – so, I don't know what they're going to do with free agency. But that third wide receiver is important. But I don't know if it's top two pick important. Unless you've just got – you can only throw one football, and, and we already know who the one and two target, targeted guys are going to be. The question is, those guys get injured, and it's nice to have, and I would like to see a, a bigger receiver. I'm with you. Woody, I'm with you to get maybe a, a bigger body guy who can play. Now, you're not going to get the top guys, but you got you got so many needs. Just, just hit a home run on the picks. That's all. Just – and, and by the way, I'm all right if it's not sexy, if it's an offensive lineman. Well, good thing we have a good track record on those, those picks. I, Woody, your sarcasm, I get. By the way, Texas says uh, Mahomes' best record in college was 7-5 and five if we're comparing records for Caleb Williams. Thank you, by the way. That's good work. Uh, great call. That's how many a great these, call. You know what's funny, though? Like, how many of these number one picks recently have been, have been busts? Number one overall? Yeah. I think you're going to have one from this past draft. I don't think that kid in Carolina is going to be any good. Okay. That's fair. Kyler Murray was a number one, right? Yeah. He's not a bust yet. Eh, he's teetering on it. I mean. Coming back as a starter. <laughs> well, they have no choice. No. They, whatever the contract. Baker it's, Mayfield. Started last year, won a playoff he, game. He, he did win a playoff game. That That's things. Baker Mayfield, as bad as he is, won a playoff game for the Dolphins. Hey, that's listen. Nice. All I know is you better hit whoever takes that first guy, that second guy, and that third guy because they're, they're expecting somebody to move up and grab one of those and, and make a great offer. And I don't know how Chicago feels about Fields. I have no idea. I've heard both They're dumping ways. him, right? It seems to me. You have to, don't he's been, you? He's been beat up pretty good. Yeah. Fresh start? Yes. Fresh, uh, what do you call it, change of scenery? Like the Tannehill situation? Um. Somebody can get a boatload of picks for one of those top three guys, it seems like, doesn't it? If you got them all like a way far away from the other guys, although how's everybody feel about Michigan? I I, that, uh, I think that one, one guy who's going to be a sure, comes up to, sure pick is Marvin Harrison. Oh, no, no, no. Listen, LSU's, talk got, about a LSU's sure got guys pick, on both sides that are really good. They got some. Hey, as good as that quarterback was. He had a couple of big horses to throw to, man. Some huge horses over there. All right. Hey, listen, we got more. We want to get to uh, everybody's thoughts, but you're going to have to hold on because we're going to turn it over 
to Brian Geltzeiler, Sirius XM NBA, and talk to him uh, a little bit, especially about this Heat story. My God, shorthanded every night. Who's going to be in the starting five tonight? <laughs> Ask him who he thinks the Celtics have a chance. Oh, my God. Not my best take. I'm sorry. Oh, that was... <laughs> Don't worry, I called. I don't know. I keep watching. They're real. They're they're very tough. I called you out. They're the only team that that scares me. Uh, Some guy, by the way, said he put uh, took the Heat to win the East plus thirteen hundred. I don't good value bet. I don't think it's crazy. It's not. But the Celtics are the team to get past. Okay, they're gonna be tough. They were tough last year. Barely got past them. We did. Hey, man. Some people play differently in the playoffs. Deep into the playoffs. (laughs) Than they do in the regular season. So let's see. Right? We know we got one guy who plays great in the playoffs. His name's Jimmy. He'll be excited. He, he'll get excited for the first time in a long time. Hey, right now I want to tell you about Cliggies. He gets excited every day when he talks about those tricked out Cliggies golf carts he has. Man, Cliggy, you're out of your mind. Boy, I'll tell you what, these low prices, $2,000 overstock factory rebate. On these 72-volt models that you have right now, man, and all the wonderful things going on, these carts are made with aluminum frames, which means no rusting, which has been an issue compared to their competitors who they sit out there, and when that warms up, they start to rust. Not Cliggies, No siree. They got them all. They got some great prices for you with so many things you get when you get a Cliggies cart. They really are the coolest golf carts here in South Florida. We're talking about 72 volts of pure lithium. Uh, power, a five-inch lift, backup cameras, all-terrain tires, a sweet sound system. Hey, man, whatever else you need, they got it all for you. Visit Cliggy's Carts online at golfcartsfl.net or call 954-388-5932. The best thing you can do is go take a look at their brand-new showroom today at 1751 West Copens Road in Pompano Beach. Visit Cliggy. See him, Cliggy's Carts, an authorized Royal EV dealer, Cliggy's Carts. That's K-L-I-G-G-Y-S. Take a look at him. Oh, man, on the website, you're going to fall in love with Cliggy's Carts today. Wow, there you go. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, man, get you fired up. This guy gets me fired up every time we have him on. Brian Geltzeiler, Sirius XM NBA. Geltzy, how you doing, bud? I'm good, Joe. How we doing? Man, we're, we're doing great. I, um... By the way, uh, the question always is before a game, who's going to be in the starting lineup for the Heat? It's always somebody different. A lot of guys out again last night, and they find a way to beat the Sacramento Kings out on the West Coast. Uh, Incredible during this four-game winning streak, playing without a lot of their starters before and after this All-Star break. Yeah, it's been, they've been, listen, they've been doing a great job. They got four more games left on this road trip, so we'll see if they can keep it together. But at least even two and two on this road trip is okay. And the beautiful part for them is that this came at the right time. The Sixers are collapsing, and there very well could be a spot to be out of the playing tournament. And right now, they're one game in a loss column behind the Sixers, and that's the one you got to look for. And Beat's still going to be out for a while. Philly hasn't found it without him at all. And 
to me, Miami can go grab that spot. Listen, the thing about the Heat is this. There's this supreme confidence that they can be in the playing tournament and it's not an issue with advancing in the playoffs. And there should be the supreme confidence because, let's face it, they made a final last year coming out of it essentially an eight seed. So they did a great job. But to think that you can do that every year, to think that that road isn't going to have – you know, its own set of obstacles that are more difficult if you don't come out of the playing. Well, that's just naive. So for the Heat right now, they had that rough stretch. They lost seven in a row. They pulled this together nice. This is important stuff for them right now. Falling into the five or the six gives them a better chance to make a deep run this year. And I think they can't, you can't hang your hat on what you were able to do last year, even though you know it's in there. You got to put yourself in the best position possible. This road trip, winning these four in a row, especially shorthanded like this, it's a major, major statement for the Heat. So I'm kind of looking at this, Geltz. And I know, Geltz, it's, it's way too early to do this. I, I know better than to do this, but this is what we do. The Knicks. And the Heat, four versus five in the first round, one way or the other. Uh, who would you like in that series? Just And I know the Knicks got some more pieces coming back from injury, and they were playing really well, but they slowed down a little bit. What do you think? Listen, I like the Knicks fully healthy, but I don't know that you get the Knicks fully healthy. And that's the issue. To me, the Heat, for whatever reason, will do a better job of filling in for injured players than the Knicks will. And some of that is systemic, and some of that is depth. And the Knicks did a fantastic job at the trade deadline. With that said, Julius Randle still pondering should he have shoulder surgery or not. And we can, and even you know when he gets back, he's going to be less than 100 percent because he's if he comes back, he's not going to have had the surgery, and I don't think he'll have it. Mitchell Robinson will be back, but what kind of condition will he be in? They need him to advance in the playoffs. He is a very important player for them. OG Ananobi is, you know, they're waiting for him to come back. There was, you know, rumors the other day that this elbow thing's a little worse than what they're letting on, which I've heard all along. My point being is that there's a lot of ifs for the Knicks. If you get everybody back, they can be the best team in the conference. They can challenge Boston. They're that good. But the odds of getting everybody back functioning at a high level are pretty slim. You also have to realize that, listen, Burks is not a hard guy to integrate because you've had him there before. And Bogdanovich has played very well. But when Randall returns and Ananobi returns and Robinson returns, he, Bogdanovich is not going to have the same chance for usage that he does now. And he's going to have to adjust his game to those guys around him as well. So the Knicks, there's a lot at play here. Let me tell you that next year probably be more of a year for the Knicks where they have an offseason to get everybody healthy and get everybody pulling on the same page. But there's a lot there with the Knicks in terms of getting guys back from injury that doesn't have me tremendously confident. So, so i got to ask you uh, just about one guy, and, and that's Jaime Hawkes, who had 26 last night. Do you have any idea if he's going to be this good coming into the league with, with the Heat? No, and I love the draft pick when they made it. And I thought for a team that was going to let Max Struess go, that he was the perfect guy to come in and play that role and even upgrade that role because he could do more than Struess. With all that said, I never thought he'd be this. 
I never thought he'd be a go-to type of scorer that you can count on that can get his own shot, and that's who he is. And it's amazing. I mean, I knew he'd be good defensively. He's been good defensively. He had all those heat characteristics to be able to grind in games. He, he, that's who the guy was in college. That's his style. But I never thought he could be this good this fast. It's an amazing draft pick for Miami. And once again, with the Heat, listen, you look at what they did with Bam. Bam was a late lottery pick. You look what they did with Tyler Hero, you know, developing guys like Duncan Robinson and Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent, you know, and, and you get a guy like this who all of a sudden very, very early on in his career is realizing potential you, you weren't even sure was there. It's amazing what Hawkes has done, and he's a terrific weapon for them going into the playoffs. Yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's been a great story and just starting to take off again, as you said, after that losing streak. So, uh, I want to ask about ask you about out west. Um, the T Wolves and Thunder have those one and two spots. Kind of a nice story for the NBA. Kind of a refreshing story. But there's the old Nuggets and Clippers right behind them. Um, who comes out of the West, or is it still too early for you? It's probably a little too early. You know, Denver to me is the team that you have to watch the closest. Just because last year they prioritized that one seed, they got it, and it made an enormous difference for them throughout the playoffs. Made the road a little bit easier. It it matters. The regular season matters, and the Clippers have committed to making the regular season matter also. The thing about Denver is that they've hit coast mode a little bit here. They're in the four. They they were weak going into the All-Star break, so they're not chasing these top two teams with maybe the same enthusiasm as they may have without a championship ring under their belt. So I wonder about them as we go into the close of the season, what they draw first round of the playoffs. It's going to be hard in the West, no matter what. Everybody's going to have a tough matchup. But Denver's the one that I want to watch just because being a one was really important last year. I don't think they're going to be the one this year. I watch the Clippers also just because they're so darn talented and they're deep. And if they can stay healthy, they're the most talented team in the conference, bar none. Now, that doesn't mean they match up the best with everybody. They got knocked around by OKC the other night. That bears watching. I worry about them in the Minnesota matchup because of the size that they give up. I actually think they can handle Denver a little bit. I really do. But the Clips, to me, are the wild card in all this because them healthy, they have more talent than anybody. And the thing about the Clippers which is very different than Denver. I think it's very different than Minnesota. I think it's very different than Phoenix. I think it's very different than Dallas. Um, is they can withstand a bad night to one of and different than OKC too, but they can withstand a bad night to one of their star players because they have other guys that are versed in their career as taking the, the, the role of lead scoring dog. So if Kawhi's having an off-shooting night or Paul George is having an off-shooting night, it's not a big deal because it's more looks for Harden. It's more looks for Westbrook. It's more looks for Powell. Like, they got guys that can fill, fill the bucket, Joe. And I think for them, that's going to be really, really big come playoff time because we know not everybody plays great every single night. All right, Geltz, I got to ask you this one now. Uh, league MVP, I know we still got 20-something games to go. Uh, Jason Tatum's numbers are down a little bit, but his team is – the best right now in the NBA record-wise. And then there's Jokic, who we're just talking about Denver. My God, he's putting up damn near a triple-double every night with 9.3 assists. Who do you go with? 
I'm with Jokic right now. I don't even have Tatum in my top five, and, and it don't. probably isn't wow. fair. Okay. He's played great. He's been terrific. It's just that he's a victim of the fact that they have all these guys there. <laughs> Listen, I'll say this about Jason Tatum. I have a tough time putting a guy at MVP that may not be the most important player on his team. That may be Porzingis. And, and maybe some of it's me taking Tatum for granted. He's terrific. But I have Jokic right now. My top five as of this past weekend was Jokic, Shea Gilgis, Alexander. I have Luke at three, Giannis at four, and Kawhi Leonard at five. I think we're sleeping wow. on Giannis a little bit because of the Bucks' struggles. Giannis has been absolutely terrific. And when you look, Dallas just won seven in a row, and look at Luka's numbers. Luka's numbers are off the charts. It's, with the way numbers are this year, it's a really tough year to slide in there at MVP. It really is. And I love the job Jason Tatum's done. But the bottom line is that team is stacked in a way that no other team in the NBA is stacked. Yeah. And I think that hurts Tatum's case to be an MVP. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting because I guess not only you put up numbers, but how important you are to how many games you're winning as, as well, that combination. Hey, so great having you, Brian. Really appreciate you coming on this morning. Thank you, buddy. Always nice talking NBA with you. Always my pleasure, Joe. We'll do it again soon, buddy. You, you take care. It. Thank you. Have a great walk. Brian Geltziler with us, Sirius XM NBA, to uh, talk a little bit uh, about the Heat as well as the uh, NBA right now. We uh, got 9 o'clock hour coming up. We got a special guest, Mike Florio, uh, busy on Friday. He said, hey, man, can I come on today? I said, Mike, you can come on anytime you want. By the way, Peter King has – he just retired. After the thing, he said, I've been thinking about it for a year. I'm done. So a uh, lot, lot of news uh, in the NFL, the combine and everything else. So we will have when we come back – or not when we come back, but early 9 o'clock hour, we'll have Mike Florio join us. Right now, I do want to take a moment to tell you about my friends at Around the Clock Air Conditioning and Plumbing. 35 years. 35 years ago, Big Daddy Lenny started this thing with the family. And, uh, man, it's just grown, and it's got bigger, and it's got better. And Eric and Mike and Chippy and the family over there doing a really good job of making sure not only 35 years with the air conditioning, but the plumbing business they put in the last few years, trained and certified technicians, licensed, experienced plumbers, the best people working. And, yes, we work on Saturday, and we work on Sunday. And we want to let you know not only do we have a lot of trucks, but we've got a lot of air conditioning units. We have a lot of water heaters as well, a warehouse full of both. So anytime you have a problem, we don't have to order them. So it takes a few days. Can you be patient? We don't do that, man. This thing was built on great service. And I can tell you that about Air Around the Clock Air Conditioning Plumbing. It's built on great service with really good people seven days a week. Yes, still family-owned, just getting bigger and better with the people they have working. We have financing plans. We try same-day installation on air conditioning units and water heaters. That's always the goal. So check them out, man. You're going to like what you hear about Air Around the Clock Air Conditioning and Plumbing. So easy to get a hold of. 1-888-FIX-MY-AC. You see those billboards and that beautiful lady. 1-888-349-6922 for Air Around the Clock Air Conditioning and Plumbing. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.